On today's episode of the JRW Audio Experience, we talk wealth creation, coercive monopolists, technology of trust, and evolution of society. Enjoy. So a lot of us forget that we lived in a decentralized world and society most of our life until the agricultural revolution, which centralized us. And with the growing size of our societies and cities due to the centralization that agricultural revolution provided us and the ability to provide food at a larger scale for more people, we started having societies and cities that scaled beyond Dunbar's number. Dunbar's number is the fact that humans' memory is flawed. It's our ability to remember people and remember them well. It's maxed out at 150 people. That is Dunbar's number. Beyond that, humans cannot remember people with descriptive detail or remember them well. And that is what leads to the rise of anonymity in which the agricultural revolution created the anonymity in which strong men and command and control to maintain social order was created and was necessary due to the shift from a decentralized society of smaller, more intimate, local communities and societies. When they were smaller, they didn't need to necessarily have centralized structures for maintaining society and maintaining order when it comes to a social development and social cooperation. So centralized societies then took root and took hold. And ultimately, we currently are still living in that transitional period. But when you look at our life and our expected life expectancy, we are going to transition from decentralized to centralized. And we've currently been living in the centralized period. That's really just a transitional period back to large scale decentralized living, which requires a technology of trust for us to then shift back to decentralized living. But doing so in a sophisticated manner requires technology of trust. And people-based trust system systems aren't scalable beyond Dunbar's number. Once you understand that people-based trust systems don't scale beyond the number of 150 and Dunbar's number, you need to have a technology-based trust system that allows organization of society without centralization. And that is what we're going to talk about here in the next short period of time is the four pillars of a decentralized society that shifts from centralization to decentralization in large numbers based on the ability to scale a technology and to scale trust beyond Dunbar's number via decentralized communication, decentralized law and legal systems, decentralized production, and decentralized finance. So number one, decentralized communication starts with the internet and cryptography, such as BitTorrent and peer-to-peer communication without censorship. Um, with decentralized communication, you can have freedom of thought, freedom of speech, and freedom of action that eliminates centralized power structures that survey via surveillance of our communication and censor our communication, then we can move forward with decentralized communication with leveraging of the internet and cryptography, such as BitTorrent, 
having the tools necessary to then scale technologies of trust in a decentralized fashion. And then moving forward, the second pillar of society, the first being communication, the second pillar being legal systems and law. Decentralized law is made up of three, choice of law, choice of adjudicator, and choice of enforcer. Prehistory, legal systems of our past were like this. We oftentimes forget that in that not that long ago, we operated in a world where you could choose your law and you could choose your uh, adjudicator and you could choose your enforcer. So not that long ago, due to our Dunbar's law and Dunbar's number, we have our tragically flawed memory and we forget that not that long ago we lived in societies that actually had decentralized law. So it is totally realistic and achievable and attainable when we really look at it. And then number three, decentralized production. Decentralized production is made up of the materials production, which is made possible through through 3D printing, and then decentralized energy production, which is the ability to produce energy cheaply locally or at your house, at your location, locale. So with the decentralized production and the development of the 3D printing and the development of cheap reproducible energy at your house or location or locale, you then are going to start seeing smaller systems and a lot more local systems where we are self-reliant and self-producing from 3D printing. We can produce products and then also from local energy production, we can provide the energy necessary to sustain and operate self-efficiently and self-reliantly. And once you see that, you're going to see decentralized production. And we already are seeing that come to light and fruition with solar panels and the shift of our energy production, as well as the presence of the 3D printer. And you're seeing homes and 3D printed homes now take place and 3D printed everything. So you're going to be able to, in the near future, 3D print any uh, sort of product, and you're going to be able to produce your own energy locally very affordably and very cheaply. So the final pillar, the fourth pillar is decentralized finance, and that is made up of cryptocurrency. That is also, secondly, most importantly, smart contracts are now present. And with the creation of smart contracts that we're seeing on the blockchain and with cryptocurrency on the blockchain, you now have what is being offered as a universal transaction platform that gives power to ordinary people. And ordinary people are now going to then have access to contracting and agreeing to transact and have business and establish business and establish relationships with people worldwide. And then you're going to see massive development of wealth due to the decentralization of our communication, law, and legal systems, production, and finance. We can then communicate what we want to do, number one, in, without censorship or without surveillance. And then we can, too, agree to the terms to cooperate on, and that is the law and the finance and now the communication. So, number one, we communicate. Two, we agree to terms to cooperate. That's the law and that's the contracts. And then three, we produce what we agree to transact on or trade, and that is the production aspect And then four, we trade goods and services that we produce. That is the financing 
aspect. And that is the basic concept of shifting from a centralized society to a decentralized society and understanding that it is Dunbar's number that keeps us from doing so, as well as centralized governing and laws. Finally, you're going to see then once this full shift takes place, the explosion of wealth creation because coercive monopolists will become competing service providers and they'll be serving our needs, wants, and desires as the consumer, which will lead to radical transformation of the financial systems, the communication systems, the production systems, and the government and legal systems. And that's exactly what we're living through, which is the social evolution from society of now to the society of the future, which is the evolution that we are currently living through. So it's important for us to to communicate about this and bring awareness and perspective to it because this is the current transformation that we are living through. And it's incredibly important and critical to bring this to life sooner rather than later and for us to have awareness and perspective around it and to develop equity and develop wealth creation worldwide and doing so in a fair, equitable fashion. So this conversation is incredibly important and it is one that we will continue to talk about here at Women Media as well as the More Love Nation show that my brother is going to be launching soon. Shout out to Isaiah Soul and shout out to the More Love Nation clothing line. We believe in a, in a system that is about more love, more community, more unity, and more collaboration. And this is a big part of that. This is going to allow worldwide collaboration, worldwide transaction, worldwide trust. And you're going to see people in third world countries, as long as they have a cell phone, have access to log on to the internet once they have worldwide internet and Wi-Fi and a cell phone to then file and open a business and start a corporation and then offering services with a 3D printer and printing a product or offering a product or service. And then you're going to be able to transact and offer that in the marketplace via the decentralized communication platforms and agreeing to the decentralized uh, law and contractual agreements from smart contracts in the blockchain and the social media platforms that allow you to communicate and then transact. And then you can produce via the 3D printer and um, so forth. And you can agree to the financial terms and you can trade those products, services, and solutions. So moving forward, we are going to be seeing a massive shift of wealth creation and equity as well as the collapse of coercive monopolist. So the question becomes, are you a coercive monopolist or are you implementing sustainable characteristics of ad? advocating, educating, and empowering. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about being of service, helping others, advocating, educating, and empowering others, not manipulating or controlling or coercing or leveraging uneducated people that are lacking direction, awareness, guidance, insight, perspective, and awareness and are incredibly vulnerable. Weirman Media realizes that abundance is upon us. We must communicate our future of dignity, reason, security, accountability, human rights, justice, opportunity, innovation, and inclusiveness. Utilizing the tools of technology to communicate a transparent, authentic, vulnerable truth of self and society in which we remove insecurity, fear, inequality, artificial scarcity, manipulation, coercion, and or control that the powerful, connected, educated politicians 
media mongols, back and forth economists, money hungry monopolies, and coercive companies continue to sell the consumer on, leveraging the narratives of scarcity, conflict, division, disconnect, complexity, and speed. But we see through it, through the removal of ego. No longer living in our inner subjective biases, our inner subjective delusions, or our inner subjective misinterpretations of the data, but rather removing subjectivity to operate as objectively as possible, leveraging the truthful insight of self and society to share our perspective and awareness in an authentic, transparent, vulnerable fashion, showing acceptance of flaws, ambiguities, and inexactness, then using them as our most powerful, relevant tool to influence others to aspire, dream, and succeed at scale by sharing impactful, empathetic, humanistic experiences of value with the world in a creative, culturally relevant fashion advocating, educating, and empowering others to do the same because none of us are right. None of us are wrong. It is simply our perspective. That's the end of the episode. Please leave a review, subscribe, and download. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.